previously on Live at 605. Yeah, I feel like the rest of these reviews, it's going to be like, oh, you know, we just watched Mindhunter, our favorite show, and you're going to be like, two. <laughs> just two, no, hey, me. And I'm going to be like, 12. You're going to be like, I died, Miss Holden's gold girlfriend. Huh? <laughs> anyway, so you said seven? John Mallon. And Val Gomez. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto. This is season 18, episode 5 of Live at 605. And this has been like the most scattered season <laughs> in terms of when we've actually recorded these episodes because episodes 1 and 2 were recorded in March. Yeah. Episode 3 was recorded in... September. No, I think it was like July, August. Oh. And then episode 4 was, was recorded in like end of August and now it's almost... Wait, that uh, makes no sense because I'm on episode 3 of the wedding podcast and you just said it's now September. Oh, okay. Well, then... <laughs> Anyways, we should have recorded a bunch more episodes yeah. since here, but... Um, it's we're almost halfway through the season. We're almost at the midway point. Jeez, Louise. That's okay. You can say Louise on this podcast. Yeah. Although, I mean, have you? We have to talk real quick about. We've had some super fans. Yeah. And now, are you worried about your swearing because you've been called out by a bunch of people? No, I'm not worried about my swearing because when I swear, got you to where I, you are now. Yeah, it totally got me to where I am now. And also, I swear where it matters, right? <laughs> This is what I don't understand. You say gross and dirty things and burp all the time, yet somehow I get called out for swearing. But you say all these like dirty, pervy, gross things and yeah, never get called out. It's like we're watching Jersey Shore and Snooki's just talking and all of a sudden she like lets out a burp. It's hilarious. Burps are funny. <laughs> Swearing's also funny. Yeah, but you saboteur me. No, well... I'm, I will say you've got you've recently gotten back into the podcast. You're almost a super fan, but you're not quite. No, I can't be a super fan because then that's too narcissistic. But I would say it's actually Isn't so much. Podcast narcissistic. It kind of is, I and guess. Listening but, to your own podcast. Yeah, especially what we did. What was it a couple of days ago where we listen? Where I told you I listened to the podcast. Then we listened to the podcast. Then there was an episode of the podcast where we listened to the podcast within the podcast. So we talk about our podcast, yeah. and then we listen. To the podcast, I'm so glad you're listening repeat. to the podcast because that felt the need to be repeated. Yeah, because now we should listen to this podcast as we're. Oh boy! So anyway, so it was like an inception moment. Well, how does it feel being back? Because since we put out the first four episodes before mm-hmm. we even came back, so now episode five. This is the first time we've recorded since we've actually put out episodes and like had. Uh, reactions from people so how's the reaction been for you from friends and family and everything <laughs> it's been good we always talk about how um what you may call it it's always like the second tier of friends and family who are yeah. listening so like lots of people around the world who we don't know and thank you to all yeah. those people who listen to and then it's like secondary or third like c-level friends <laughs> well i don't grade my friends so john this is why really why you friends, have c-level so friends um, but this is where I would say, finally, with season 18, we now have, like, brought back yeah, all like, of our first round people, like, parents, best friends, yeah, like, extended these... families. So, so yeah. No, I was sorry, gonna go say, do you want to make the super fan? We have so many to choose from. Yeah, I think we're gonna, we're gonna space them out, so if you guys think you're a super fan, you probably will be, but you gotta keep listening. I think I have to do it in chronological order from when... The first super fan had a big interaction with us. So okay. there's a bunch of people who could be the super fan. But the first person who told us how excited they were about the podcast and wouldn't stop talking to us about the podcast <laughs> would be none other than Pops Mallon. 
who is our season 18, episode 5, super fan of the week. Well, well, well. Looks like we got ourselves a Live at 605 super fan. That's it on I think we actually called him out, though. Well, yeah, we've... So the thing was, he was a hardcore super fan for yeah. many, many years. And then, as uh, parents do, they retire. Mm-hmm. And my dad would listen mainly to the podcast, his drive to and from work, which is a yeah. great time to listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then he retired, and he's just like, well, you know, I don't drive as much by myself anymore. Mm-hmm. I drive with your mom a lot. We'll listen to music. Or he's like, so I just haven't had a chance. Then he's like, you know, I missed like two or three episodes and that turned into two or three seasons. I just, you know, I just didn't have time. You know, I'm very, very busy. <laughs> That's Which, also my favorite thing when retired people are like, I'm very, very busy. Yes. I'm like, you can still listen to headphones yeah, when just, you're very, very busy. I also apologize for shitting on her super fan <laughs> all of a sudden. But then like the phoenix rises from the ashes. All of a sudden, my pops mal and my dad found time. To listen to the podcast. And Not only listen, but critique. D- critique, dissect. Oh, yeah. He's just like, I think he said that he listened to a few episodes. He's like, oh, you know, there's a few things that were wrong. I'll just, I'll write down some. I'll make my notes and write them down. But, you know, I think he's started doing all this walking around beautiful Canada, Ontario. And he's mm-hmm. doing our walks. Mm-hmm. And he got into them. And he came down, him and my mom, a few weeks ago for DJ Mallon's wedding. Yeah. And he could not stop talking about the podcast. It was. <laughs> He's our biggest advocate now. Like, I, I feel like he was, like, advertising it and, like, he promoting was. it to everyone. He Angel yeah. about it and <laughs> just, like, telling friends and this and that. And he just had all these questions. And he's just like, oh, you know, if I, could be, I think he even asked to be made a super fan. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, one day if you play your cards right. So, <laughs> anyways, welcome back, super fan Pops Malin into the 605 universe. It's great to have you. Mm-hmm. And I told him if he wants to. Grab his iPhone, and if he has anything he wants to say about podcasts, record like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Send it to me, and I'll play it on the podcast. <laughs> with with no script. What do you mean? Or no, no like no bullets or milestones to hit. No, but I mean like he'll listen to a podcast, and he said he had notes about them. So oh, what I'm saying I, is, I see what you're saying. Not he, like here's Pops Malin's thoughts on life, and it's no, not no, attached no, no. to anything. I also thought he would be a great person to do his own podcast. So anyways, that's, uh, yeah, if you want to record anything, just mm. it could be your own thoughts or critiques or mm-hmm. jubilation about the podcast. So what is this week about? So this week's podcast is called We the Champs. Yeah. And this is all about the historic Toronto Raptors 2019 NBA Championship run to the finals and all the crazy shit that we did and went down in that two-month period. And also, we're going to jam in a bunch of shit we did from March until the end of June. So this is going to be a crazy podcast because it's already <laughs> October by the time this one comes out. And if you think these episodes, this is by far, we've done five five episodes. This is hands down the best season we've ever done because find me three better episodes than 605 mm-hmm. Weddings episode one through three. Yeah. We're about to talk about the Raptors championship run. And I guarantee you our season finale, mm-hmm. a quick tease, we just did some other crazy shit that you're going to want to stay to find out what we did for the end of the season. Because we're doing crazy stuff in 2019. Got married, won an NBA championship, and did something else insane. And now <laughs> in we the most right, insane fashion as we would probably. We have the craziest story for our season finale. Even crazier than the wedding. So that's what... Is that's, it? Fuck yeah. Okay, the whole story actually, about everything. Yeah, it is actually. Okay. Uh, so anyways, but before we get into all this stuff, we got to get all, all the contact information. Yeah, so if you guys want to check out some of the cool shit we've been up to, it's Val Gomez 23 on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Malincamp. And then also make sure you follow us on Instagram. We have an official 
Live at 605 account, just follow Live at 605. And same with Facebook. And on the Facebook, you will see the some a bunch of behind-the-scenes wedding stuff. Same as the Instagram account. And I feel like we've stepped up our social game this year as well. I fe- feel like we put out a lot of great con- mm-hmm. content. So I think you guys should check out Facebook and Instagram yeah. to see all that stuff. I also have gotten a lot of great feedback about the cover art, not just from yeah. Aunt Jay, um, but from a couple friends at work um, today, they were also just like, oh, my God, did you and John take this picture at your wedding for the cover? And I'm like, no, that was Half the goal. Of Half of it we did. <laughs> Although not my, my head is not from the wedding. That's my body. Oh, yeah. And my then, body. Never mind. <laughs> and then that's your wedding dress at home. Yes. So, so, so let's jump into it. Okay. Do you want to just forget the sponsorships or no, i'll do the sponsorship because mine is, is attached. yours yeah yours is. yeah so do you want to wait until we get to that point or do you want to just go into it um i would say go into it because these both seem like your things no no the, yeah so those are my own notes and those oh, are for okay. future those are for future reference oh okay so that's why i don't my notes are So you just guide me and tell me where to go you start with your first sponsorship because it's again oh, we talk boy. about crazy shit that happens to us so post the wedding um which was obviously the best wedding ever i'm now convinced of it finally uh, finally seven months yeah i know um seven months later i will say it was the best wedding ever um a month after a month after that, you were saying, yes. A month after that, um, basically, I had been with my second, the tooth ad for the wedding. So the Maryland Bridge. So just in case anyone, for whatever reason, starting on this as their first ever episode, on your bachelorette party, you had an accident knocked out your front tooth. Correct. But because I had an old tooth in there, I had to have surgery to remove the rods in my face, <laughs> right? To get out the old technology, to then put in new technology, to then let it heal before yes. I could put in the final tooth. Exactly. So some might say there were a lot of holes in the theory of a how this tooth was getting in there also holes in your face yeah that, <laughs> that could be the name of a podcast yeah um well, that might get us banned from Insta- yeah. itunes so anyway the tooth that i had for the wedding was a maryland bridge which was far superior than the tooth retainer i had you to wear wouldn't even know it's a fake tooth. i'm looking at it right now and you wouldn't even know it looks like your actual tooth which is great so the only thing with this tooth is is that it's it's held on by cement on the back of my other teeth. Yeah. And so everything affects affects it. Temperature, yeah. straws, my tongue, <laughs> my teeth. Yeah. Um trunk talk. Yeah, trunk talk, forks. Forks. Um sometimes my gums just hurt a lot, so I have to take Advils and stuff. Mm. Um and so basically, um the dentist was saying that after about a month I should be able to just bite in to something. Uh, he, he said, he, he, he said, said like two weeks. No, he said, oh yeah, he said two weeks. I waited, a, waited month, a month because yeah. I was like, obviously. And then it's him me. and I made a side bet about your final tooth. <sighs> Boy. Keep going. So, well, you don't think I know my face? <coughs> Isn't that the name of a weekend song? You don't think I know my face, but I love it. That was like the saddest rendition. That was so sad. So basically, um, it came like Saturday morning, a month after the wedding. And I'm so excited because I'm like, yo, I've waited two extra weeks. I have not bit into something in about six months. You're like, I'm a married woman. The wedding was great. Totally. I got my teeth. It's been like 100%. six weeks since I've put this bridge in. 100%. I paid for 2K for this shit. So I go and make these English muffins that my grandmother used to make for us. And then my mom makes for us all the time. And they're English muffins with like bacon and cheese on them. And mm. so they are come out right out of the oven. And you know me where I like hot food. Yes. So this wasn't so hot, but it was still hot. 
right? And so then I bite into it thinking, I've been told after two weeks mm. I can bite into something. Told by the dentist of the Toronto Maple Leafs. There you go. That's what's up. And Toronto Blue Jays. And so basically I bite into it and I'm like, oh, this feels weird. I feel like I burnt the roof of my mouth. Mm. But then I think it ended up being like, okay, I went and took a shower and stuff. But then my mouth calmed down. And then I was kind of like, hmm, I feel like my tooth is loose. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, you're like, no, I think it's fine. Kind of so thing. Let, it's let prob- me just tell you my perspective. Kay. Because this, I obviously felt bad. But this is mm-hmm. what I thought was, what. this is how I thought they put a Maryland bridge into your tooth. I thought they cemented your tooth to your gum. Then I also thought there was an understanding that there was like a metal wire or, wire something. or something that clamps on to your Like a retainal. So I, when you were saying like, oh, my tooth is loose, I thought, okay, yeah, well, maybe the cement came loose, but you should have like clamps that keep it in there as well. Yeah. Lo and behold, there was no clamps. There so are no clamps. That's why I thought when you said yeah. it's loose, I'm like, oh, okay, well, the cement's loose, but the clamps yeah. are still there. Like it shouldn't come out, but it might be difficult. Yeah. So if you're a female listening to this, this is basically no different than like eyelash glue is holding my teeth in. And so basically I go in like... the glue that keeps J-Lo's boobs together in that green dress. So it's like tape. Mm. And so one of the things was I also in this Maryland bridge can't really brush my front teeth either because you don't want to put pressure on it because then it might rip off the concrete and, you know, fall out. So I'm eating this thing. I say to John, I'm like, I think my tooth is loose. You're like, I don't think it is. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And then lo and behold, we're literally having a conversation on the couch. And like midway through conversation, my fucking teeth are on my tongue. Your tooth falls out mid-conversation. Thank God you didn't swallow it. I know. But And and so like much like when John fell in the bathtub or any of my accidents happened, I started crying. And then you're like, oh, boy. Let me call the dog. And I obviously felt very bad because again... Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was held together by cement, clamp, all these things. And then it wasn't. So I'm like, okay, well, let me go call Dr. Goldberg. And the f- funny thing is. <laughs> He's obviously scared of me too. The funny thing is I don't call a lot of people. So I think he was like number eight on my like recent call <laughs> list as well. So I'm like, oh. And this is okay. So Saturday early morning. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if we had, we had something that weekend as well, I think. And mm-hmm. so I call him. And he picks up and you can, I could tell he was like out somewhere, like yeah. Saturday brunching. Yeah. I'm like, hi, Dr. Goldrich. I'm going to find he, what we were doing. And he's, he's just like, like, oh, hello, John. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, so I, Val's tooth fell out. And I'm just, he's like, <laughs> okay. He's like, remind me what happened to her again. And I tell him. Are oh, you yeah. serious? No, well, to be fair, he has a lot of patience and like a phone call, this or that. But mm-hmm. as soon as I said, oh, you know, her front tooth. He's like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. It's her front flower yeah. tooth. And we're like, oh, you know, is there any way you can like come in and do this today? Because we have a busy weekend. Mm-hmm. And this was at like 10 in the morning. He's like, okay, give me an hour and a half and I'll see you there. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll come down. So we're like, okay. So then we go to the dentist and we're waiting there, waiting there. And then he gets there. He's like, oh, it's just, it's like, okay, I'm going to fix you. And I will say great bedside manner. Yeah, All he's definitely great. better. But I think one of the things is because he is scared of me, yeah. I think to a certain degree, he was like talking to you about like the renovations he made. Oh yeah, he's like, her. how about my renovations? He's like, look at my floors. new floors. Look at this paint job. I'm like, bitch, please put in my teeth. Put my like, tooth in. And so I was just getting so aggravated. And then I guess because he's like, you have to like turn the water on <laughs> in the building, and so he had to like go away and like turn the water on. And right. so I was just like, 
it's so draining and like even re-listening to the podcast episodes and there was one I think like epi- like wedding part one or something yeah. where I had to like live paint my tooth and I was yeah. at the dentist for five and a half it's hours like a before the actual wedding yeah it's so fucking like I just hate going to the dentist and I also am like I haven't been able to brush my front teeth I basically have now gotten one of those tongue scrapers yeah. I have a pick mouthwash clo- like oral rinse and all these things and it's like I think things people take for granted. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, that sensation of biting things. What does that feel like? But the good news is he was able to put it in. I think he did a better job of putting Although he actually has re-put it in since then because he had to take it out for another thing, which we'll get yep. to. Yep. But the funny thing was afterwards, he's like, oh, you know, I got to thank you guys because, you know, the, this was, yeah, this was March, right? Yeah. So it's like the Le- Maple Leafs were in the playoffs. He's like, thank you guys. It gave me a chance to go. To uh, Scotiabank or wherever the hell they play and just like, you know, get all my tools ready. So, you know, on behalf of the Leafs, the Leafs, thank you. It's a great <laughs> job. And we're both just like, yo, we're, we're Sens fans. Yeah. And then he's like, don't you know I know Eugene Melnick? Yeah. And we're like, nobody likes he's him. He's like, I'm actually going to a wedding with Eugene Melnick tonight. I'll tell you, he said, tell him you guys say hi. And your big Sens fans are like, we hate Eugene Melnick. He's the worst <laughs> part of the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> He's just like, oh, well, thanks anyways, and I'll see you guys soon. If you have any problem with your teeth and this and that, so. Yeah, and we're like, we will see you soon. And that was my sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. I like that. So since we're almost 20 minutes in, I'm going to save my sponsorship for another time because I have a couple mm-hmm. different options to choose from. But why don't we go into, like, we last week we talked all about, like, a bunch of pop culture stuff. Mm-hmm. But why don't we, like, blow through a bunch of things we've done since the wedding, and then we'll talk a lot more about, like, the Raptors run. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is, like, one of the first things we did post-wedding was go out for dinner with our awesome <coughs> wedding coordinator, Rena. Which yeah. was a lot, of, a lot of fun to yeah. talk to her and <clears throat> dissect how the wedding went from our side and her side. Totally. And I think one of the things was, you know, we met so many great people through, like, the coordination of this wedding. So, like, Rena. The guys in the quartet. Um, yeah. Like, even just, like, being friends with, like, the Great Hall people. They're like, come back for any concerts you want. We'll put you guys on a guest list yeah. for anything. I was, like, determined to befriend all these people. Because I'm like, oh, oh you man. have. I know. But I was just like, they're just good people. Like, I actually like hanging out with Here's, them. Yeah, the sound guy from the Great Hall's doing. Have him over. No. I <laughs> will not. Right? Anyways. Keep going. Um, That was the worst. Um, anyways, but yeah, no, so we went out for drinks. We went to the Drake, um, 150, but the bar side, like the Tiki bar side and just kicked it there for a bit. And it was really nice to kind of like hear about the wedding from like Rena's perspective, Mm -hmm. especially because she's now like branching off and doing her own like wedding coordination. So check out Rena Atia Weddings, I believe, Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Highly Um, recommend her for your wedding services and needs. Absolutely. And so it was just our our way of like saying thank you, like we, Mm -hmm. whatnot. And it's, yeah, it's sad because we got pretty close with her. Obviously, we talked to her and she helped us out a lot. And just it was, you know, what we've mentioned before, weddings are super stressful. So get yourself a great wedding coordinator, Mm -hmm. planner who will help you and do all that stuff. So that was good. And then. I wanted to ask you, I think a week or two after the wedding, you had your first post-wedding jam. Yeah. What do you remember from that? Like, do you remember, were you sad not to play your song? This is a bunch of questions. Yeah. Were you sad not to play the three songs? Were you happy not to play them? Do you remember what the first song was? And then just dissect, like, what your band and everyone talked about, about how the wedding went. Yeah, I think it was one of those things where we... I and guess. do I, I don't 
I did come to that one. I think you did. I think I, I definitely did. Um, I came to that one because I made the joke like, oh, this is the first yeah. wedding. Um, what you're going to call it. It was definitely sad. And like, you know me, like I very... Sorry, I cut you off there. I very much enjoy jamming in general. Like even now we haven't jammed in like two weeks outside of our apartment. What do you prefer, jam or jelly? Jam. Excuse me. <laughs> and so... Um, I, there's a very gross joke about jam and jelly, which I will not tell on the podcast. But if you ever see me in the streets, ask me and I'll tell you. It's actually a Sean Batty joke. Oh, and he knows God. exactly what that joke is. I'm not he, telling you it's disgusting. He made it up? No, but it's funny. We were just in Montreal last week. I don't want to know. No, I'm not going to tell it. But we were in Montreal last week. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I remember him telling me this joke in Montreal over 10 years ago because we were at his dad's place with a bunch of like his dad and some relatives and stuff. Mm. And he told this joke and it was like way over the line. So, really? Yeah. I'll tell you. Oh, I'll boy. tell you off air. Hold no! on. <laughs> Can you not? Sean Batty. Oh my God. As, How dare you? Ew. Oh man. Anyway, so sorry. Bad. You were jamming <gasps> before I rudely told a disgusting yeah? joke. At least so, I didn't tell it on air. That's true. Um, <laughs> Ew, I'm gonna slap Sean when I see him. Um, what you gonna call it? So basically, the first jam after the wedding jams, I was, I was very sad. And what? Of the, course. And so, like, this is where I don't think we actually spoke about this on the previous episode because it was all about like pop culture stuff, and it was our like reviews episode. But like post the wedding, I kind of went into like a mini like wedding b- blues kind of depression. I think we both did. Yeah, and so I think for me jamming was such a great momentum driver and it was so happy and it was like we'd always said like we wanted to perform something we wanted to go and like jam somewhere and I was happy like I guess the first mark of it was our wedding but then it was great to jam with the quartet have my brothers there it was just such a high so it was kind of sad to come down from it but I was happy to do so in answer to your question excited to jam still sad to be like oh now we're not playing towards anything because I felt like you know, but, Chris hasn't come really since yeah. we jammed at the wedding, to be fair. But for like eight straight months, you guys played only three songs. Like you barely even like. I don't think it was eight months, but it was like three, Se- like six no, months. Se- September. So whatever that is to February, September, October, November, September, whatever that is. Remember, I don't. I, Five months. Why am I doing the tax? You're the budget <laughs> you queen over there. But anyway, so I was happy to play some new songs. But the weird thing is that even now, like we can't even remember how to play those songs. Oh, really? Those three songs? Yeah. Like I could probably play them all on like guitar or piano, but I don't think as a group we can play them anymore. Um, but I definitely miss jamming with everyone. Do but, you, sorry. Do you remember what the band thought about the performance of the wedding? How were they excited? And oh my gosh. Like, did they I have think, fun? Yeah, they absolutely. All of it? Yeah, I think like Ben was like, that was one of the most like amazing moments of my life. And like Z was all for it. And like Rob was just so like amped kind of thing. And Daniela just like everybody loved yeah. it. Because I think it took everyone out of like the norm. If you guys want to see the actual performances, I'll post them on the Facebook page. But go to Vimeo and type mm-hmm. in my name, John Mallon. And I have those ones up publicly so you can watch all three performances um so i think it was just super fun and then like just unique in a different way um so no everybody loved it and then like i guess like a couple weeks later i had like the follow-up best story of the wedding performances so do you want to go into oh wait i was just gonna say about the wedding blue stuff okay um or i could say it after because it's kind of like inspired also by (laughs) the next couple yeah, so, all these great moments. So after the wedding was done, the first thing I did was I cut together all three band performances mm-hmm. and I cut together the ceremony. And then so we put the wedding 
um, videos together and we said, okay, we did a Darkness song and Arkell song and U2 song. Mm-hmm. Well, might as well send them to all three bands. I yeah. mean, obviously U2 is the biggest band in the world. They're probably not going to see it. Mm-hmm. Arkell is a huge Canadian band and a big just band in general. So, th- But they might see it. They're like a local band. Yeah. Darkness, who the hell knows who, what the hell they yeah. see. I don't know about them. So we did it and... And I also emailed... The A&R rep for the Arkells who passed the um, music from Tony, the keyboardist to us for the charts for never thought that this would happen. So for you, so for Arkells, you send it to their manager. We tweeted and and I think you Instagram them. Mm -hmm. And then for you two in the darkness, I found their website emails. I emailed them. I sent them tweets and Mm -hmm. Instagram and all this stuff. Didn't hear back from any of the bands. Yeah, oh, and we were kind of like, what the hell? Because it's like, if nothing else, sometimes on Instagram, like certain bands will like comment back. Like we actually had like, did Insane Lucia write you back oh, on yeah. one thing? Oh yeah, Insane Lucia, I've had Chester French, yeah. Jay Moore, all these people. All these people like write you back. And so it's it's like pretty cool when that happens. Jose Reyes one time <laughs> used to write back. I would call him Poppy. Um, Guster Papa. wrote back. Guster wrote back. Yeah, which I was told pretty cool. Our first dance was their song and they were like, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So also in March, um, post the wedding, I got tickets um, with one of my teammates, Audrey, to go see, go to the Junos this year. Cool. And so that Where was... Where are the Junos? Sorry, for anyone outside of Canada. Yeah. So Junos are the Canadian like music awards for like the Canadian everything. Grammys. Canadian Grammys. Um, and so this year they were held in London, Ontario. And um, the Arkells were mm. actually one of the bigger bands being nominated there and performing at the Grammys. And so I got to go to London for the gala, um, which is like the dinner prior and like the um, more technical awards and things and the awards. Yes. And then the actual Juno concert um, and live broadcast I got to go to as well. So it was fun because like friends like Rocky was there. Nice. Um, so I got to see her again. And that was the first time I'd seen her post the wedding. What did she say about the she wedding? She was like, oh my God, it was so much fun. And she's like, ah, it was just so crazy cool. And then like Ferris was supposed to be there, but she right. didn't go in the end. But I was like, yo, I'm totally going to go talk to the Arkells. Like I am going to make this happen. Yeah. Right. Because remember that one time you saw Max at Loblaws or coming yeah, out of. Yeah, I was walking down Church Street just next to Loblaws. I'm like, damn, I should have said yeah. something. And then. Ben from drummer in the band saw him in, in the mall and he took a picture. Yeah. And Ben told him, he's like, we're playing your song. Um, so anyway, yeah, so that's cool. we're at the Juno's gala night and I'm leaving the thing and we're just waiting for an Uber, me, Audrey and Robin. Hmm. And like, you know, it's kind of like when we ran, you saw MGMT, it's like casual yeah, people in sure. like a crowd. You're like, oh man, because I feel like Max is the most iconic. Definitely. From the Arkells. He's a lead singer. He's got like the big curly hair and yeah. just like he's more, he's up front. He's the front man. He's the front man. So then literally what could be 10 feet away from me in a crowd of people in the lobby of this like um, co- uh, conference center, I see Tony Anthony from the Arkells keyboardist, keyboardist sent me the charts for wow. the fucking song. Nice. And, and then literally without telling Audrey or Robin, I literally pushed my way through the crowd, tapped him on the shoulder, swung him around and was like, holy shit, you're Tony from the Arkells and yeah. gave him a huge hug and then was so excited to tell him about like the wedding and then like just talk about music. And I think it was like 10 minutes or so, we like maybe a bit less mm-hmm. that we ended up chatting. But I'm like, hey, I know you don't physically know me, but I contacted Ashley from like your label and everything. And, you know, I work at like 
wherever I work. Yeah. And then... Um, Great company wherever I work. Yeah. And I just said, like, listen, like, you know, you sent me the charts for Never Thought That This Would Happen. He's like, holy shit. He's like, I saw your video. Really? Right? Um, at the Great Hall. Just him? Uh, no, right. actually. So the Arkells actually watched John and my wedding video, the cut that John made on their tour bus while they were in Chicago. And what? so I was like, holy shit. And I got like... You know when you're just so excited? And yes. so I can't even remember if I was like, we need to take a picture and I need to send it to John right now. Yep. Or then I waited till we got home that night to I, send it to I you. I think you waited. So then I literally was like talking to him and shooting this shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, I love the Great Hall. It's such a good hang and everything. He's like, you guys did a really good job. He's like, you know, the strings are really hard and like whatnot. Yeah. He's like, great job. And then I'm like, oh, my God. And so like I call Audrey and Robin over and I'm like, look who it is. And like Audrey's just like shaking her head and laughing because she she commented too. she's like, Val was so excited when you sent through the charts. Yeah. And so I'm like, holy shit, it's like coming together. So I was on like a fucking high for like the next like four days straight. And Arkell's Band of the People, mm. I eventually tweeted them about the performance and mm -hmm. they wrote back on Twitter. So do you want to see what the Arkell's official Twitter account said about our wedding video? Mm -hmm. This is amazing. Well done and congrats. Ayo. So thank you Arkell's and that's pretty awesome that they appreciate and thought you guys did a great job and that you yeah. got to talk music with an actual musician. Well, I think what was really cool and this is where it's like, I know he actually watched it because he yeah, had he, like such finite details of, of the wedding video. And I'm like, yo, I'm not prompting you. But I think it was also like I was awkwardly like hurt. Like, yeah. You, don't like, you remember what you said? You're like, oh, my God, I love you. I love you. Oh, yeah. You just like <laughs> like a stalker. At I was. Time. I was full on stalker. And I think this is the difference. It's like Max probably gets that attention. But yeah. I'm sure he's excited to get this attention. And I'm like literally like gawking all over him. So, yeah. OK, so let's. Let's blow through a few more quick stories. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to talk about... Um, do, is there any, just real quick, just to kind of end on wedding stuff right now, is there any, like, do you have any memorable experiences of friends or family telling you how much they loved our wedding? Yeah, well, I think it's like a lot of people did, and they just, like, you know, Marguerite sent a card after the wedding was like, yeah. this was, like, possibly one of the top three weddings I've ever gone to, including my own, yeah. um, which was amazing. And then, like, obviously, family has been, like, best wedding ever. A lot of our good friends, like, Becca was very much like, holy shit, that was the best wedding ever. And I think it was more just because it was, like, unique and different. And, like, downtown, it was just, like, fun, chill or whatever. Yeah, so I was going to say, the last thing we had to do for the wedding mm. was thank you cards. Yeah. Now, how long do people have to send out thank you cards? So I thought it's like three to six months. No, it's it's like 12, a year. 12 yeah. months. And I knew that. And so I'd say we got married on February 23rd. Yeah. February 26th. Like, Let's start these thank you cards. <laughs> it was also one of those things where I didn't want it to linger and I just wanted to like get it done. Kind of thing, just and because you're in that moment that's still. That's true, and it's easy enough to do, and we just write like a generic note to everyone, right? Like, thanks for the coming to the Not wedding. at all. So this is where, again, because I make grids and things, we ended up taking pictures of everyone's cards and pulling out, like, different anecdotes from them so we could write as many, like, personal messages back to people. And then, like, another right. thing, depending on, like, who the person was, John and I both either wrote or like one opted over the other. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just wanted to make it as like, again, like as personal as possible. And so like, I think we got all the cards done by like 
end of March, April. I'd say so. So that was a good thing. But I think all of that mounting into the fact after hearing like best wedding ever and all these things, like I definitely went into a bit of a like wedding blues depression where I'm like, oh, now what do I have to look forward to? And because it was such a high, it was kind of sad that there was like nothing else like that. So I think this is where some of the other things we did. John did a really good job of doing things called mystery dates. Yeah, one of the things now that we're a married couple, I want I always want to try and work on myself and stuff like that. And you always we always do when we're dating. Like nothing's really changed. That's one no, thing everyone asks and us. They're like nothing eight months in, not not a single thing has changed. Except for except for our big things. <laughs> yeah. Big things. Big things which we'll get to in the finale. Mm-hmm. Um but I I've been listening to some podcasts too of just people and experiences I'm like, okay, I wanna work a little bit on myself and just make sure that we always keep things fun and exciting because you're someone who likes adventures and new new experiences. So I decided, why don't we start doing something called mystery dates, mm-hmm. which is where we choose, that's exactly what it sounds like, you just choose a mystery <laughs> date that the person doesn't yeah. know what it is or where it is. So uh, I think this week we'll only talk about one of them. We'll talk about the first one that, that I did for mm-hmm. us. And it was a place called Hide and Seek. Yeah. So I don't remember. We must have done it in March or April, I believe. So, Okay, so we're jumping over a little bit. I think we'll just end with Raptors Talk. So this was actually May 5th. And we were watching breakfast television one morning back in like April. And I Mm -hmm. saw them go to this place called Hide and Go Seek, which was like a new art installation. Yeah, it's like 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 a... I don't know. How would you you explain it? So uh, this is how I would explain it. Toronto is doing this thing where they get a lot of like local artists to do these like pop-up art installation kind of thing. And so this one was very much like a 90s throwback. That's right. That's what it was. Kind of um, what you would call it. Like everything was oversized or like fun housey. Yeah. Everything from like a room full of like cereal boxes from the 90s, like tricks and fruit Mm -hmm. loops to like. A room that looked like Bayside High and yeah. stuff like that, like Legos. There was like a like room, slinky room, slinky room. There was like a big ball pit room and yeah. shit like that. So, you had I had planned this for a while. I'm like, okay, we're gonna do mm-hmm. this. Our schedule's busy. We're gonna do it. What on like is that a Saturday afternoon yeah. probably? So you had no idea what we were doing. I'm like, okay, all I can tell you is it's like a 15 minute Uber ride from our place, and then we get out. And we actually Ubered a little bit down the street so that I didn't tell you until we actually walked up to the place. And yeah. I, and what, what were your thoughts? Did you have fun? Oh, my God. It was so much fun. And I also think it was like one of those things where when I saw it on breakfast television, I thought it was like cool and interesting. But then it was like enough time had passed that I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was so excited to go through it. And it's, it is like you, it's like 45 minutes, right, yeah. or so. And it's just like fun and like you just it takes you back to your well, like at least our youth right for like 90s kids um but no it was so much fun we went out to like some pizza place after i think um where we had that crazy weird pizza but which it was such want, a good which because pi- i no the second one we did pizza libretto yeah, i know i was gonna the say the first place we did was that like um other one in little italy remember it was like um uh-huh. i don't know how to remember this because i was gonna virtuous say virtuous pie I have no recollection of this. Remember? It was with like... Why the was it crazy? Because that was the one we were sitting in the window of the pizza parlor. And it was like an open yes, patio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. right? Okay, on, on, on College Street. Yeah. yeah that's, we did go to pizza t- two times yeah, after Mr. It's like Day. our thing. That was good pizza, though. It was good pizza. It was and a good It was like hang. a fun hangout. No, it was, it was like, such a fun hang. It was like so nice outside. And the Raptors, by early May, were in like the second round, I believe. So yeah. everyone was wearing Raptors shirts. Yeah. And I think there was even a Raptors... There was a Raptors game that night. So yeah. 
atmosphere was electric. So the only story that I want to tell before we go into Raptors Hangs mm. is the story about also in May was the crazy house story. Ugh. And that was in May as well? Yeah, and that was in that area because when we went back to that area, we're like, oh, fuck, the fun house is around here. Oh. Because it was in Queen West. No, it was Bloor. Oh, yeah, Bloor West, whatever yeah, yeah, the fuck. Same, same, same shit. shit. Um, so we'll talk about these motherfuckers. Oh. And actually, thank you to these motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't want to pay for your bullshit stairs. Yeah, screw you. So, so as you guys know, for the last two Three years on and off, we've been looking to go from renting to buying, whether it was a detached, semi-detached, townhouse mm-hmm. or something. We were just looking to buy and get out of 605 Studios. And we've put offers on a few places and a bunch of places we had no real chance. And then we've we slowed down a, quite a bit. During the during wedding. The wedding process, during my teeth. During your teeth. During my fire dress. Yeah. In May... Wedding was had come and gone, paid off, and we were ready to start seriously looking again. And Agent Becca, who's been awesome, found a great sounds place. like a detective. Yeah, I know. Agent Becca's on the case. <laughs> <laughs> so tell everyone a little bit about this house that we yeah. saw. Yeah. So we actually saw two that day. That's right. Right? One yeah. in the West End and yeah. one further in the West End. Oh, one yeah. was in Liberty Village, like outside yeah. on Joe Schuster. Mm. And it was like one of those like townhouses in like those complex of townhouses. Yeah. And then this other one. So it was it was it was new ish, but it was dated ish. And we couldn't uh, tell. Yeah. Newish. Newish. It was probably like 25, 30 years old, maybe. Yeah. But we couldn't tell where furniture would go because, like, the kitchen living area was really small. But then the master bedroom was, like, ginormous. That wasn't even the master bedroom. On the top floor, remember? No, there was one. There was, like, on the second floor, there was, like, a giant bedroom. That, like, I guess this would be our TV room. And then was the master bedroom really big, too? No, the master bedroom was on the top, top floor with the bathroom. And then the mm. middle floor had the weird smaller ba- bedrooms. And then we're like, uh, where do yeah. you hang out in this house? But then we're like, oh, the price was so good. And the, um, whatchamacallit. It was, but there was also high maintenance fees. But it also, the price was still like pretty high. Pretty high. But, but still whatever, like Whatever, for Toronto doable. is fine. Then we went to this other place in Lansdowne. Right. Right. And it was this newer place built. Yeah, like five years old. Five years like old. I had a rooftop terrace, like a view of the CN Tower. CN Tower, great kitchen, great spatial stuff. The, there was like an ensuite in the master, like everything to a T just fit us. The only thing that didn't fit us was one, they had like decent maintenance fees, but still high. Yeah, still right? high. And, yeah. and then the biggest deal breaker was, but clearly not a deal breaker because we put in an offer. Was as soon as you open the door, you had to run up a flight of stairs to get to the landing. Right. Which and we didn't love, but we... Would we reconciled that we were like, we love this place a lot. We'll put in an offer. Right. So uh, we won't get into specifics, but basically they... The, the long and short of the stick was they had listed the place in February mm-hmm. for a certain price. Mm-hmm. No bids. They placed a, they put it on the market again in March for a little bit lower. No bids. And now in May, they put it on the market for significantly lower than what they initially posted it for. And then so day of, I said, OK, this is the price. Let's just say we'll just put out a fake price. Let's just say the price was $100,000. Yeah. We said, OK. We will uh, give them $130,000. Day of, we ask our agent. No, I think it was even higher than that. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. We gave you like $150,000. It doesn't matter. We gave them over what asking price was. And then day of, we're checking with our agent to see, okay, has anyone else registered or put offers in? She's like, no, nothing yet. 
But then offers go in at seven o'clock, and then we don't hear anything back from her until what, like seven thirty or something 7:30. like that. Seven thirty, and then I'm. I think I was at work still. Uh, I think you had just gotten home, or no, you were at work, and then she called us later on. Yeah, so. and so then I was like, uh, "What's going on?" And she's like. So I think it was you guys were the only offer. The only offer. We went over their asking. But they rejected it. They rejected our offer that was higher than what they had. Because they wanted. They thought their house was, if it's a $100,000 house, they thought their house was a $400,000 house. Yeah. And so we were like, fuck you. No, it's not. Your house is worth what the highest bid is, which is ours. Yeah. Because there's no other bids. And so then we were like, no. And then they kept coming back to our agent and being like going down in Slightly like going 10K down. increments. And so then we were like, no. Because to me, it's like, I'm not going to wildly overpay for something when I know we don't have to. And it's like, who's more desperate, you or us? Like, you need to sell your house. Yeah. We don't need to buy a house. And I'm not going to go. Anyways, it kept going they down kept like going, ten, a yeah. little bit, a little, not a lot at all. So I think we, we went like two rounds on the phone and then get, like said, no, fuck off. Yeah. Right? Like, we're done. And then the next day, I get a call from Becca at work, and I'm like, okay, now what's going on? Because, like, we've never been in these predicaments before. No. And so she's like, hey, Val, I've never seen this before happen. But she's like, the sellers. Which is always a great way to start. Yeah, I know. I was like, yes, when we do something, we commit to the weirdest things. Yeah. Um, so then the sellers want us to come over so they can meet us and do give us a bottle of wine and tell yeah. us about um the place and i was like fuck you and like my thing has been like unless your bottle of wine is worth like ninety five thousand dollars, exactly i'm not coming over um and so we're just like no we are not coming over and then we kind of just like left it at that yeah and that was that experience which was really off-putting and but i was very like now coupled with the wedding blues i also had housing blues because i felt like oh we love that place out of like all the ones we had looked at and put offers on it was like the favorite. So it was, it was really hard to lose it to such a yeah. stupid reason. Because we didn't get outbid. We got outbid by the sellers, which was yeah. really weird. So anyways, enough of that bullshit, though. Why don't we get into some actual fun stuff? Yeah. So do you want to talk about the Raptors? Yeah. So let me ask you this. Yeah. And I'll, I'll know if you're telling the truth or not. Going into the Raptors playoffs, were you excited for round one of the Toronto Raptors versus the Orlando Magic? I didn't even know they played the Orlando Magic. So the playoffs, I believe, started in April. And okay. so the Raptors' very first game was April 13th. And I believe it was either a Saturday or a Sunday. And the reason why I'm pretty sure it was Saturday. And the reason why I know this was because it was bullshit. And they played an afternoon Saturday game. Oh. And I remember being super excited. I'm like, okay, this is, you know, I, I, I didn't know. I thought this year was better because we had Kawhi Leonard and, and uh, so anyways, I remember first game watching it Saturday afternoon. You're on the couch watching it with me. And then after about five minutes, you're like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes. Wake me up at like 730. <laughs> and so the first game you slept through. Yeah. And the first game was okay. They were playing fine. Then all of a sudden they weren't playing fine and they were losing. And I was getting pissed off. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because the Raptors are no- notorious chokers in the NBA yeah. playoffs. Can we just say, okay, hold on. Before we go any further, yeah. I just want to say, most people know who won the NBA playoffs. The Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors. Right? But this is where I think our stories, like obviously we're not trying to tell you a, a lead up to me. No, like, we're not going to dissect every game. We're just no. going to tell you, but this is important. But this, this is important. And I think this is where it's like more of like the behind the scenes and like yeah. 
what was kind of happening in Toronto and then like how our friends and us like kind of yeah, went through the motions. For sure. So yeah, this so, is not like a, ooh, no, 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 I'm not going to, no, we're not going to dissect every yeah. game, but all I'm going to say about game one is you were asleep on the couch. I was pissed off because they were losing. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching the game to work on the wedding video. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, these motherfuckers are going to lose again. And guess what? Lo and behold, they lost game one, which they lose every game one. I'm like, they can't win one game against the Orlando magic who have nobody on their team. And we got, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. Anyways, fast forward to the Raptors won the next four games in a row, and I don't even think you weren't you didn't need, I didn't watch you them. didn't watch any of them, which is no. fair. So okay, whatever. Because I think for me too, the one thing was because the Sens were stinking the bed. I didn't have hockey this year. We're not obviously watching the Jays yet, right? Because that hadn't started. Yeah. Um. So I didn't really watch basketball with you at all. Until, because I obviously, what's that, DeMarc DeRozan left? Yeah, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, he left. And then, like, we obviously went to one basketball game last year. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, maybe we'll talk and it'll jog your memory, but do you, so you weren't invested in the first round. No. Do you remember when you got invested into the Raptors? Was it a magical shot? Or I think it was before that because we were watching the game. No, we were. It was before. So the next round was Is, Houston? No, Philadelphia. Philadelphia? Oh, yeah, because it was that weird guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Who, the ogre? Yeah, and then ogre. So round two, they were playing Philadelphia. And after round one of the NBA playoffs, the all the teams that advanced are good teams. Like the first mm-hmm. round, you're playing shit teams if you're one of the first – uh, top four teams. So the second round, we were playing the Philadelphia 76ers, who are a legitimate, good really team. good team who had who could very well have gone to the NBA Finals. So mm-hmm. I think this is when you started watching because you're like, okay, you know, after you saw the first round, they yeah. kind of destroyed Orlando. And then you got invested in these games because you started seeing these characters on Philly and Toronto. Yeah. And But also what had happened was during round two, you had to go to California for work. Was it? Because... You were gonna buy me tickets to a certain <gasps> game because, but you were in California and you got back the either the day before. I think the day before Game Seven is when you got back. Oh boy! So basically, uh, we're now second round starts and we're now in May. Yeah. And my birthday's in May. Yeah. And so, so I would say by round two you were pretty invested. Like we were actually watching the games together. Yeah. And I think you went to California and you missed. Probably two games. You know what it was? Because they were in Toronto. So the first two games were in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then you were in California while they were playing in Philly. Because I remember this round two was really close. Like I don't remember the, exactly how it was, but it was back and forth. Like It was tied 1-1, mm-hmm. 2-2. And then you came back, and I believe the Raptors were tied three games apiece. So, oh, you, so you were also trying to figure out what to get me for my birthday at this time. Yeah, so game seven was the shot. Right? Yeah, it was the shot. I got you game six. No, like, no, 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 you didn't get me any. You were I going to get, get any, yeah. basically for my birthday. What you were thinking of doing was yeah. buying me tickets to game seven of Toronto versus Philly. But at the time when you were buying tickets, yeah, that was a to be determined. Like there was no guarantee that yeah. game was going to happen. Oh, yeah. And you were like, oh, I, I, I think you weren't getting back from California till the day before. So you're just like, oh, it's going to be too rushed. And it was before my birthday. Yeah. And you're like, oh, should I get I don't, it? I didn't want to get you a birthday present before your birthday. But. At this time, you knew I was invested in the Raptors, and you were invested, so you mm-hmm. were just kind of on the fence, and you're like, uh, okay, no. I think what you decided was, I don't want to get you tickets before your birthday. If they make it to the next round, then I'll just do it then. Yeah. So let's talk about Game 7, Toronto versus uh, Philadelphia. And this boy. is, to me, was the first game for you 
where you felt like watching hockey, like how stressed out you were. Yeah, because I was actually standing. You were, you were sta- in the bathroom. Yeah, and we, we've been obviously watching Raptors playoffs for a few years now. And like I remember watching the Raptors. Remember we went to Bahamas a few years ago and we watched them in the bar, like their playoff games, this and that. This is the first time I had ever seen you literally stand up and pace around like you were watching the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. So game seven, uh, we're watching at home, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And you also had the thought in your mind like, shit, I almost got John tickets to this game, right? Yeah. So and what are so, your thoughts? So one of the things was, um, and I love doing this because our friend Helene is one yeah. of the ball oh, girls. Very for, famous too. She's super famous now, like Sports Illustrated famous in this picture. We're watching the game, and I think the Raptors were losing by, like, a few yeah, points. Yeah, they, they were, because I would just leave the room. Like, I can't watch You this can't bullshit. watch it. And so John went to go wash his face. And so, yes, like, I'm right. watching the game, and they're, like, the Raptors are sneaking up. And I think it was, like, 88 to yeah. 90 at that point. Yeah. And then it was, like, oh, my God. And so all of a sudden, game seven – like buzzer beater kind of so, thing. So what else, the other thing I just remember that happened was the Raptors were up by like two points with like 20 seconds left. Yeah. Like, oh my God, they're going to do it. Yeah. And then I think like Kawhi missed a free throw and we're like, fuck, like that would have put the game away. Yeah. This is a free throw. Philly gets it. They slam dunk and now it's tied with like 10 seconds left. And we're like, holy shit, this is so exciting. Like every, everyone in Canada, not just Toronto, everyone yeah. at this point is invested in the Raptors. Sorry. Yeah. So. So. Watch, I'm watching it, yeah. and so I think I call you back. Yeah, you're like, you gotta come back. You gotta come back. And so then we're standing in the middle of the living room watching the TV yeah. as Kawhi takes, like, this shot from, like, the literal, like, the sideline. Like, it's like Carlson's side of the net shot. Exactly. There's 10 seconds. He's double teamed. He's being double teamed by Joel Embiid, who's, like, seven foot one, big, yeah. tall guy. And then you can't even see. So he goes to put up the shot, like you said, in the three-point corner. The guy who's guarding him, Joel Embiid, so big. You don't even really see Kawhi as the shot's no. being taken. But then it's like slow, slow motion. This I ball s- is going in the fucking net. And I still remember it too. Like, it's true. It was actually slow motion. The shot goes up and it arcs so high. It's like going up and then it hits the rim once. And I remember us like gasping for yeah, air. Yeah, like, We're like, <gasps> hits the rim once. Yeah. Hits it on the other side. The other twice, side twice. twice. And it's it's slow bound. Comes back again. Third to the other side of the yeah. rim. And then I think there was four bounces. There was four bounces, but at this point, everyone in Toronto's like, including Hold Helene, yeah. is holding their chest in the in the arena and like quiet, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, you hear it go through the mesh, yeah. and it's like uproar, and like somebody almost fell on Helene, yeah. like all so, these things. So basically, we yeah. just started jumping in the room, and you heard all like the horns going off in Toronto. But I was going to say, there's that famous picture of Kawhi like on the ground with all the people. We'll post it. And that yeah. our friend, Helene, your friend from work, who yes. got us to sit courtside last year and got us to meet a bunch of Raptors. Mm-hmm. She's the, one of the famous uh, ladies in the photo. Totally. And which she, is awesome. Which was amazing. And she's like, for her experience over the summer, it's been unreal. But she yeah. was like interviewed by like CBC News yeah. afterwards. She's been like in Sports Illustrated photos now, like yeah. with the team. Exactly. So it's just been like bananas. So I will say that was one of the best sports feelings ever. It reminded me of the exact moment when Batista hit the, the had the bat flip home run. Yeah. Same I, feeling. I like, wish I was in Toronto for that. But you got to be here. And we were so excited. Like you and I were jumping up for joy. It was also just like a fun moment for yeah. the two of us to have. But then do you remember what you said afterwards? I fucking almost buy you tickets to this game. And I decided not to. Yeah. Because I didn't want to get you tickets before your birthday. Yeah. So then instead I got you tickets to the fucking next round game six no sorry game three yeah so by this time now 
go to round three. Toronto Raptors versus Milwaukee Bucks. We've been to round three once before, and we got killed by LeBron James. LeBron James isn't in Eastern Conference anymore. He's old. He didn't even make the playoffs. So I'm like, okay, we're against Milwaukee. Milwaukee definitely has one of the top three players in the whole league. Mm-hmm. And Tumpacumbo. I can't remember his name. Tumpacumbo? Yeah. Remember the Greek freak? Yeah. Greek freak. So remember, by this point, round three, you and I are so invested. Everyone's invested. Yeah. Like, people are bandwagon jump. What are you looking at? Oh, just things. So I remember round three starts. You and I are so excited. They're playing Milwaukee. And then do you remember what happened in game one? Um, They lost. By Does it say the score? Eight points. So what happened was the Raptors... Antito Combo. Yeah, Giannis and Tupa Combo. That's what it is. Giannis. Giannis and Tupa Combo. No, because of the G. Yeah, it's Giannis. What? Yeah, it's, he's Greek. Okay. So I remember what pissed me off about this game was I think the Raptors were winning for most of the first game. And yeah. we were all excited... Then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter, they stunk it up, and then Milwaukee came back, and we lost. Fast forward to game two, and mm-hmm. game two was the night of Passion Pit. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. You want to just throw that thing a little bit closer to you? Yeah. There? So we already kind of talked about this. When we went to Passion Pit, <laughs> everyone was watching the game on their phones, and we were going to try and not know the score of the game yeah. and just watch at home. But you could see people's reactions in between sets being like, oh, fucking Raptors. Mm-hmm. Game two, Raptors got fucking blown out by yeah, Milwaukee. It was 125 to 103. And it w- wasn't close at all. So now... Well, yes, as 125 yeah. to 103. But what I was going to say is, now your thinking is, well, great, game three, we have tickets. And you're yeah. like, they're down two games. They yeah, just got like, blown out. This is probably how we fucking lose. So what were you thinking? Were you just like, oh, fuck, I could have gotten game seven tickets. We're probably going to go to this game. They're going to lose. Like, were you just like upset or what? whatever? Oh, I was totally upset. I was so angry because I'm like, I could have got you tickets to the shot and I just didn't buy them. Um, and then we go to game three and well, it was like, well, well, wait, you don't, do you remember what we did before game three? We went to Sean's place. He had a big barbecue with everyone came over. He really, you don't remember this. No. Sean and Tesla had us, Ferris, Maddie, On May MC. 19th. Yeah. The, oh, it was the, May the, two for a weekend. They had us over that. And everyone's like, they were making fun of us. Like, oh, you're going to the Raptors game. Like they yeah. were making, but they're like, oh, they're going to lose this yeah. and that. And so we were over at Sean's place. And Tesla and everyone, like Ferris, Maddie, Bryson, Cam, MC. Oh, yeah. And we were having like a great time. And part of us were like, oh, damn, it's too bad the game's today because we're having so much fun. The Raptors probably will lose. Oh, my God. I totally forgot we did that. So that was a great start. And then we go to the Raptors game. And who's oh. who do we see before we get when we get into the game? Oh, I saw you him. You saw him. Shaquille O'Neal. I just realized we have so many celebrity encounters in this. this I know. Episode. We got Arkel, Shaquille O'Neal. We got Guster tweeting yeah. at us. This is a good episode for celebrity encounters. <laughs> Name drop. So you saw Shaquille O'Neal walking through yeah. the Air Canada Center. And you totally. were like, holy shit, there's Shaquille O'Neal. I know. Which I was surprised I knew his name. Well, he's one of the most famous basketball players ever. So that was super cool. Mm-hmm. And then you got us awesome tickets. Because also, I can only imagine how much home tickets to round three of a Raptors games mm-hmm. would have cost. And you got a uh, center court, uh, a little bit higher up, perfect seats. Like, I was so excited. We could see the game perfectly. No, it was so much fun. And, like, I will give it to, like, basketball games. Yes. They are very, like, exciting and energetic. And, like, there's always something to, like, look at yeah. kind of thing. And we had, like, a really good section of people. Like, it was rowdy, but it wasn't, like, too no, rowdy or anything. Perf- um, it was so much fun. Like, every shot they took, you'd stand up or someone had a breakaway slam dunk. You'd yeah. cheer. It was probably one of the best sporting but this events. Was, was this double overtime? Yeah. So what I was going to say is the the shot was probably the greatest Raptors moment of mm-hmm. the playoffs. We hands down went to the best actual game of the whole playoffs because mm-hmm. this game 
went to was it double or triple over time? I think double. Does it say there at all? It would would say probably if it was double or triple, if you can see. Oh, don't worry about it. I think it was triple over time. Let's just go with that. It makes the story better. Okay. <laughs> so this game was so much fun. Like Kawhi Leonard was killing it. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, fucking Danny Green made a couple big shots. But Danny he missed a Green. Bunch. This is where I was a better coach by the end. Yeah, exactly. But I just remember this was the game where it's just like, I know it didn't have the big moment, but it was like the best game because it just kept going and going. And like we'd be down by a couple and we'd tie it up and then Milwaukee would tie it up. Yeah. And eventually, at triple overtime, and I think there was like a, a slam dunk by Kawhi that like sealed the deal. Yeah. We won by like, does it say we won by like five points, I'm going to guess? Six points. Six points. That's yeah. what I thought. So and there was just like such elation and yeah. joyous jubilation that, I don't know, I'm trying to say words but I would never But I think this say. is where even like the guys at the barbecue were texting us being like, holy, holy shit. shit this yeah, is this is the best game ever. Um, so like that was good because I was so pissed off if I'm no, like fuck I got you like the world's shittiest game again. And if it was kind of like the only thing I could compare it to was like when the Jays were on the run for the world, yeah, like yeah, whatever. And then we went to fucking R. A. Dickey shitty oh, game. Oh god. But what I was gonna say was the game, the game with the shot, best moment. But that game wasn't very good. Like it was a low scoring game, and it actually wasn't a good game. Like no one was making their shots. Mm-hmm. Kawhi and Serge Ibaka were the only two guys doing well. But this game was just overall such a fun game from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I just remember feeling so good and like so excited. And Sorry, that was the game that got them back into the mm-hmm. series because then they won the next game. So that was our game three. And then game four, I believe the Raptors won that as well back in Toronto. I think we just watched that. Just at home yeah. or whatever. That was 105 to 99. Okay, yeah. That one we played better. It was so close. I yeah. remember like all these games being so stressed like nail out. biters. So they win this game. They're now tied again 2-2 and they go back yeah. to Milwaukee. I'm like, oh, I'm sure they're going to lose in Milwaukee. Yeah. They end up winning in Oops, Milwaukee. I'm lying. Game four was 120 to 102. Yeah, game four they crushed them. Yeah. Game five is was what you just said, yeah. right? So I remember they won game five and I'm like, We've never had this feeling. They're one game away from, like, going to the championship. Yeah. And I think this is where we started kind of talking about it, whereas, like, I think I was too young to remember the Jays winning the World Series. So, like, I don't remember actively watching that. Like, I can, I feel like I can talk about it. Mm. And I know some of the players, but I don't physically remember the feeling or any of that. Mm-hmm. I kind of do because I was a massive Jays fan. But, again, mm-hmm. I was, like, probably six or seven at the time. So, mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot, but I remember. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'd, we've never won a championship as adults, which is what mm-hmm. I would have loved because then you can go out and party mm-hmm. and drink and celebrate and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So game six was in Toronto on a Saturday, and we decided to rally all the troops and get everyone together to go hang out and go to a bar. Yeah, and so I think this is where I'm like, oh, man, like, I want to go out. I want to start partying. want to go somewhere. And so we're like, okay, Toronto is slammed. Like, all yeah. the main bars are, like, near, especially near the ACC, are completely, like, for sure, rammed like sacks. rammed um, to the max. So then we were like, OK, let's go to this place called on the Danforth Tesla founded. It's called Louis Cipher Brewworks. Right. And we kind of go there and John and I get there first, I think. Yeah, we and, did. And like it's kind of empty. There's like there like two hours before the game started, though. Yeah. To get the seats. Right. Yeah. But this is where it's like because you and I live in the core. We're like, OK, uh, I, I want to watch a game where there's like people and excitement and then like the gut people are like who how many people do you have coming and we're like eight 
I think. Yeah. And so then they're like, oh, we can get you a table upstairs. And there was like a 50th birthday party yeah. going on. I'm like, where are we? And so I'm right. like, what is this bar? And so I think I was getting like pretty nervous because I wanted to be like in the pit, yeah. essentially, of the fun. And you know me with FOMO. But then before the game started... The 50th birthday party was over. We yeah. actually had front row seats to like the big screen TV up on the yeah. second floor. It was like the perfect, 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 perfect area. seating ever. And so like literally um, it was us two, Sean and Tesla, Ferris, um, Cam. Cam, Maddie and Bryson came. Yeah, and I just remember, I'm like, okay, it's Saturday. The game's in Toronto. We're all out drinking. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just hope they win because this will just be like a fun celebration. Yeah. Like if they end up losing game sevens on like a Monday or something, like who <laughs> knows if we can all get together again. Yeah. And the game was not good at all. Toronto was losing by, it, for it, most of the game. Yeah, it was so depressing because it was also like, again, like no one was cheering. nobody was really cheering. You Like all of us were really invested into it kind of thing. For sure. And then I think this is also where it's like, Oh, this is the first game we're watching with like all the friends, like how we used to do hockey. So I'm like, oh god, this is gonna go to the shit, isn't it? And we had already been drinking for a while. Yeah, well, at we that got there point, like six o'clock or yeah. something. The game started at like eight thirty. So. And so at that point, we're like, okay, halftime. We're like, okay, hopefully something happens. Yeah, it was just depressing because you want to be able to cheer and be with a big group of people, and mm-hmm. then first three quarters nothing happened. Then all of a mm-hmm. sudden in the fourth quarter. Stuff started happening. Uh, Kawhi took over. It was like bananas. I'm just trying to find the one picture. Yeah. Uh, one second. And and fourth quarter, all of a sudden, like I said, Kawhi Leonard takes over the game, and mm-hmm. we're back. We're like we're down. Like I think we're down by like 15 at one mm-hmm. point. And then we're back within 10, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then we're within like four points, and you're just like, holy shit, this is happening. Everyone's standing up for every shot. People are freaking out. Like, and then all of a but sudden. Like, yeah. I was going to say, like, our table was the most rowdy. And, like, people would come around and, like, high-five when, us. When and, people like, left, they came and said thank you to us yeah. for being so entertaining. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, we brought the cigars. Yeah. Well, so just then. Just in case. Just in case. Then I, eventually, I remember Kawhi Leonard, I think he had, like, a slam dunk that put the game away. Like, they were up by two. And yeah. then he stole the ball and slam dunked. Everyone fucking goes crazy. And again, and then the Raptors win, and we've never experienced. We like, never experienced that. So then we are the Eastern champions, and yeah. so like, like Ferris and Maddie and Bryson and Cam were like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And so then we were like, "Okay, let's go outside and smoke some cigars." Yeah. So like, all of us are just cheering. We go outside and smoke like champion cigars. It was so much fun. Yeah, so we did fun. bring. That was that was a good idea. That was a hello. Like Obviously. I would have bad ideas. So we'll post some pictures from that night again. But um, and then we stayed at that bar and drank until like two or something. The, I think it was crazy. And yeah, like we you were guys just were having like, like whiskey, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I know. Sean and I were like, let's do whiskey. Um, and so no, no, no. It was like bourbon, bourbon, sorry, bourbon. yeah, bourbon. And so it was so like you know when you just feel like wretched at that yeah. point, where it's like oh, I smoked yeah, cigars I and I've drank so much, but I it was know. like so much fun and then just like when we were out on the streets smoking cigars people are honking their horns celebrating totally. just like it was so much fun like the city just felt so energetic at that point and so like again like where this is where i would say like the wedding was the extreme high then wedding blues and my teeth falling out but then you end up having the raptors yeah. and then it was like and the rap- this extreme adrenaline rush for, high. Like, for two months the raptors started in april and it ended in june june and even when we got back to the apartment around two thirty-three, people were celebrating the streets till like six in the morning. Like we could hear them from our balcony. We're honking. People were honking. We're yelling. It was so much fun. But then we ended up watching more highlight footage. Yeah, I think like, we stayed up to like five, five a.m. because we recorded everything. Like so, 
came home and watched all the highlights, and then we had to get ready for the NBA Finals. Which, Whoa. how are you feeling about that? Did you were you happy enough that they made the finals? Did you think they would win, lose? Were what were your feelings? I definitely did not think this would happen, especially because it was such like a fun atmosphere. I'm like, oh god, like it's gonna end. I hope it ends yeah. well. I don't think it will. Toronto teams suck. Yeah, it's just like if we didn't want the fun to end, I think is what we were both saying. Like, oh, even if they win, we're like, oh, it's going to be over in like a week and a half. We're just going to be sad when it's over. And then I was equally sad because I was trying to rally everyone again to go out for game five. Five, I think, yeah. And so then, like, basically nobody was responding in real time. And then I was like, oh, right. And then we kind of missed the boat to, like, go to a bar and get good seats. Yeah. So then I I got pretty upset because I'm like, fuck. Now we're stuck at home watching it. This is not what I wanted. Yeah, so like game five, if they won it, they would have won the championship. I think you were rooting against them winning that yeah, game. Yeah, because I wanted to go out and watch. And so they didn't win game five. Yeah. And then game six was the big game. And I think we were going to go out and then we were just exhausted and decided just to stay and watch the game at home. No, that's not what happened. I wanted no. to go out again. And then nobody wanted to go out again. And then I was like, oh, my God. Right? So then we ended up reluctantly watching it at home. But then during halftime, we ran around the city Right. Trying to find a bar to go to. Right. But that's the game they ended up winning everything. Yeah. So then how did it feel? When they, so the, the game was kind of close, but not really. There was like a weird confusion at the very end of the game where there was like a 10-minute delay trying to figure out who had the ball and all this stuff. You're forgetting but, what happened. What? So during halftime, John and I went running and we went to O'Grady's. We went right. to Pogue Mahone's. We went to... Dundas Square. Dundas Square. Then we ran back to the apartment to yeah. go watch the rest of the game. Then there was the 10-minute delay, and so it was just like, oh, God, now what's happening? Yeah. And so then we finally were, like, watching it in real time, and then it was like, okay, I think it was probably, like, 10 o'clock at night at this point or something. I think so. Or later, maybe. Something like that. Because the the last game was in Golden State. Yeah, so it was probably, probably like, like 11, 12 or something. And anyways, ended up winning the championship, Holy which was crazy. Shit. We start celebrating like crazy in the apartment. We hear people cheering. So and then we're like, we're obviously going to run outside. Yeah. And so like, this is where I'm like, oh my God, I love where we live. Because then it was literally like, we're taking it to the streets. Yeah, we first went to Church Street and everyone was celebrating there. And then we walked to Young Street and we walked all the way from Young Street to Dundas Square. And you want to hear what a little bit of yeah. what happened? So this is June. Oh yeah, we did the podcast. Just 30 seconds. So this is June 13th. This is live at 6.05, and we're heading down to Jurassic Park. Ah, Raptors. People are going crazy. It's pandemonium right now as the Toronto Raptors are the 2019 NBA champions of the world. Raptors! And we're going to let you soak it in. We'll be back in a minute. Do you remember what happened when we were walking down Young right at Gerard? No. That guy, oh, yeah, that like, guy puked, puked everywhere. Like, yeah. Projectile vomited everywhere. Yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> but then, yeah, we were, like, walking. People were, like, setting off fireworks. It was, like, so, so crazy. Yeah, there was, like, smoke. Like, I'll post all the pictures and videos as well. There's like, some weird smoke, colorful smoke coming mm-hmm. out. And we ended up walking right to the middle of Young and Dundas Square, which is where everyone, like, mm-hmm. gathered to. And it was kind of like, 
Huh, excuse me. It was kind of like, um, do you know that thing where you're like, oh, this could be a bad hang because it was like so many people was... just in Dundas and like Maddie texted us and she was actually also in Dundas Square, but we were kind of like all moving at the exact same time, just in a square. Right. Um, and so we never actually got to meet up, but it was like, I felt fine. Like, I didn't feel like nervous or anything. I got a little claustrophobic because there was so many people and you couldn't move and then people mm-hmm. started shoving you and stuff. So. so that was like, it was just a little hard to move. But then from there, we walked from Dundas, down Dundas to Bay Street. Yeah, to Nathan Phillips Square. Nathan Phillips Square. We ended up hanging out in there. And everybody, like, we went to the Toronto sign and just, like, you know, everybody was, like, running through the water, yeah. like, the pond, which was hilarious, and, like, riding bikes through it yeah, and cheering. Crazy. And then from there, I think it was already, like, one in the morning I or think something. So, yeah. We walked down University to Richmond. Yeah, and we found this weird drunk guy who, like, started yeah. walking with us. Yeah. <laughs> he was so excited about life. But I think this is, again, it was just, like, such a good hang and, like, we were just, like, on adrenaline till like, I think 3 in the morning. Yeah, because then we w- walked home and watched all the highlights and interviews and everything. It, it was, was like crazy. It was, like, 4.30 in the morning before we went to bed. And then I was like, oh, my God. What do you do after this? Like, this is, must have know. been, like, how, like, people who are older than us felt, like, when the Jays won. Exactly. Kind of thing. So it's like, oh, we got to, like, party and hang out and rally and, like... We were texting, like, Sean and Tesla, and I think Tesla... Sean wasn't out, but I think... He was Te- working, I he think. He was working, but Tesla and I think MC and all were at that Louis Cipher bar again. Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, it was just such a good hang. So much fun. But then, right? Yeah. We were like, okay, NBA championships, and then it ended up being, like... I think you had to wait a week for the parade. Uh, or if this was, like, a Thursday, then, like, on the Monday. It was, like, four or five days, probably, yeah. yeah. And so the parade was happening, and this is where it ended up being, like, okay, well, I clearly need to take the day off work now. Right. Right, because we're going to go to the parade. For but sure. But then the parade was supposed to start in where? I can't, like, uh, an exhibition? Exhibition and make its way to Nathan Phillips Square. And I think it was, like... 10 a.m. it was supposed to be at Nathan Phillips Square. Yeah. But it was like literally the entire GTA came out. It took like hours and hours to get there. I think there were, it was like a four hour delay. And so John and I like, we're like, we're not going into work, but I had a 12 o'clock meeting or something. Mm. And so I remember being like, okay, this will totally be done by the time I have to go to work. For sure. So then we're standing at Bay and like, Dundas, I think. Right next to your dentist's office. Oh, Lord. And so we're standing there and we're watching on like the monitors Nathan Phillips' pack because that's where the parade is going to end. And it was already like 9.30 and they hadn't even left exhibition. And we're like watching it on the big screen and like every time they'd show Kawhi smoking cigars, drinking like Crown Royale and whatnot, everybody just started cheering. So it was such a good hang that too. But then I guess at about... 12 like remember that one dude who went up on nathan phillips like arc yeah. and he got like oh, yeah. stuck up there and he's getting yelled at to come down and yeah everything. and then um what you're gonna call it i guess we were watching it um i think it was on tv but it was like mm-hmm. we from there we had to go you was you were really good because you came with me and dropped me back to um my office and then we went up on like the rooftop and watched it at starbucks but um, do you remember when we were in the pit at Bay and Dundas and that parent brought their, like, baby and they were yeah. sitting on the floor? So annoying. It was so annoying because it's like, obviously, this is a great experience, but don't bring your baby into a pit and mm. not have a baby seat for them. Like, don't yeah. keep them on the floor on a blanket in a mosh pit. They didn't like, want to be there. It was hot outside. Yeah, all this stuff. it was so 
irritating because then you're like where can i stand but the guy was like and the mom was so aggressive mm-hmm. and so then anyway we ended up at like 12 going down to my work office because the route was coming past um the acc so like up uh yeah. york street mm. and so we go in and we're like hanging out on the block and i'm like shit i have to go to this meeting at one yeah. and so then you ended up rallying and kind of saw everything happen, right? Yeah, I saw them all come up York Street, which was fun. They stopped and waved their thing, their trophies, and they shot, like, champagne out. It was <laughs> super cool to see. It was, like, a 20-minute experience where I got to see them all up close. I can post pictures as well. And so, like, Helene was texting me because she was actually on one of the buses and was, nice. like, the most badass experience ever. But it literally was, like, nobody was really at work because no. everybody and then some was, like, outside rallying at this parade. And so then when they got to Nathan Phillips Square, we're watching it on TV. And then, like, we watched the highlights when we got home. And it was like they'd bring out, like, John Tory and people yeah. would kind of cheer. And I was like, boo. <laughs> and then they bring out Doug Ford. And, like, yeah. everyone just started Boo. booing. Um, I guess Trudeau came out. He got a cheer. But then it was, like, all these different people. But Nick Nurse came out and, like, everyone just roared. Yeah, of course. Which was cool. And then foreshadowing when we saw the Arkells. Mm-hmm. Um, later in the summer, they actually mystery people brought out um, Nick Nurse, which was awesome. Which yeah, we, we I think we spoke about week. that, yeah. So that was that experience, basically. It was but a, then it was well, sad when it was over. Yeah, now the Raptors aren't going to do shit this year. I know. We there was a small chance we thought because of loyalty, loyalty. Oh boy, inside your DNA. Nobody. The only thing people are loyal to is green. Oh boy, yeah. Basically, Kawhi Leonard fucking. Yeah, I don't even know. The day we were flying to Jamaica, which we'll talk about next week, yeah. we found out he was going to the L.A. Clippers, which was bullshit. bullshit. I thought he would give us one more year. I know. So bullshit. So it just sucks because it was so much fun. I remember even like when they won, I'm like, oh, I can already see it next year being like, oh, remember how much fun last year was? This year sucks. But it just <laughs> sucks now because the Raptors are going to be okay, but they're not going to win the championship. The Senators suck. The Blue Jays are today's their last game. They suck. So, so we'll golf it is. Or, or tennis. Shark. I don't care. Yeah, tennis, I don't Bianca really care. Bianca Drescu cl- cleaned up. Yeah, but I don't really care all that much. Oh, boy. Do you? I thought it was good. That's because you're from Mississauga. Oh, boy. Nothing wrong with Mississauga. That's <laughs> right. where you're from. So, I think that's it. I think that's our whole three-month journey, basically. Is mm-hmm. there anything else you want to talk about? Nope. I guess it's just like we have so many other fun stories to catch up on. So I guess it, for um, next week, we'll end up just like trying to consolidate all like the fun summer activities maybe into one. Because sure. there's been so many like parties, concerts, hangs, and like all that fun stuff. So we'll try and do all those things. Yeah, so why don't we end this thing? Do you have a band of the week or anything you want to talk about? Mm, or I was going to pick the Arkells because of the Junos, but you can decide. No, it's up to you if you want to, or if you want, you just say who, what song you want then. No, I thought that this would happen. Well, then you could set it up and everything. Oh, boy. So this is um, because of the Junos slash the wedding slash John. Um, let's do Never Thought That This Would Happen by the Arkells. Um, because it definitely holds a special place in our heart and our proposal video. <laughs> well said. All the ways you can contact with our ass is facebook.com slash live605. Pictures, memes, gifts. You'll see our sizzle reel, which we put up there. And then follow me on Twitter and Instagram on Malencamp. I'm at Val Gomez 23 and you can go on mine to just kind of see like episodics against each of the podcasts. And then follow our actual Instagram account, which is live at 605, which is everything there now as well. So until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I'm Val. B. E. Time to post your picture.
When you're praying for no strings Sometimes you get tied down And I never thought that this would happen And you got weird after the weekend Sometimes you make out with an old friend And I'm running first and I'm sliding in a second
John Mallon and Val Gomez.